Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 20. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. Wednesday, October 25th. Thank you for being with me. On the Operator Podcast, I just got back from a couple different trips around the country. Weather's changing. It's nice to see people back in airports, which is always a hoot. Uh, I went to um, uh, Florida a couple times, I think. Texas, maybe. California. I went to Defiance, Ohio, which is cool. And then I also went to Decorah, Iowa, hitting some of them flyover states. I'm not sure if Ohio is. I know it's a swing state, but Iowa is. The Cox is coming up there. So uh, at, that was that was fun seeing some of the stuff. You may have seen me post a picture of there was a Donald Trump pro Republican store in the middle of Decorah, Iowa, which has a college there. So there's some some liberals there. It was nice though because Iowa was cool, and even even the um, the college leftists, not even so much leftists that I ran into, I guess liberals, college age people, they were actually even respectful. I, I, I went into, I posted a picture. It's on my um, Instagram at Makuya. A picture. I just saw it. I saw the Israeli flag, and I saw something about um, uh, about Donald Trump and other stuff. And I there's like, world, do you miss mean tweets and world peace? And the world peace sign was not necessarily a world peace sign. It was like a Mercedes Benz. Sign, but I took a picture in front of it saying flyover states too. And you know, obviously, from the I like to answer uh, questions and queries on Instagram, and people were making fun of me. It's not a peace sign, it's a Mercedes sign. I'm like, yeah, it's my first time in uh, Decorah, Iowa. It's not my store. I just took a picture in front of it and whatnot. I thought it was kind of you know, seeing how people were. The dude, I went inside, talked to the dude, and he said that uh, he does get the occasional F Trump people walking by and pounding the doors, flipping them off, which comes with anything political, either side. Uh, it hasn't been burned down yet due to a peaceful protest, so you're doing something right, apparently. But traveling around was fun. I want to talk about some airports and things like that. It was it was, it was was good to get back there. Uh, we're doing this today because I mentioned yesterday that I wanted to answer some questions. Uh, again, I have my notes, but we're not going to follow them. I wrote down some questions. Thanks for... for um, submitting them to me most people have been pretty cool and i appreciate that i'm on a, a positive journey now trying to be it's hard to be i finished my training in mexico doing the ibogaine stuff the psychedelic things um and i i do want to talk about that it's another time and place because the like the day after um or the day before actually i was leaving there was the massacre in israel which it, not ideal for for trying to get over post traumatic stress and things like that. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, but I mentioned, you know, I do want to talk about that, and I'll do it in a future episode. Very very important to understand the psychedelics and and to do the, do psychedelics the right way. It's very good. You can you can pretty much cure anything with psychedelics. Mine's for PTSD and addiction, and a lot of ibogaine was used for addiction and and then PTSD stuff. And there's other things like there I, ayahuasca. And DMT Reiki, which is really cool too. I want to talk about that in a future episode. I'm curious to see what you think about that. Speaking of psychedelics, too, see that dude on Alaska Airlines was on a plane, and then he—he's a pilot, I guess. He was in the jump seat in the cockpit, and he thought it would be a good idea to pull. I guess not necessarily. I don't know if there's a fire alarm or some sort of a something you pull for a fire, and it, it automatically shuts down the engines. I guess 
because if, if an engine's on fire, you want to shut it down. He wanted to shut down all of them. He's being charged now with several counts of attempted murder, which is never a good thing. Pilot, but uh, he said that he had he had picked up some magic mushrooms and took them for the first time, and then he was a passenger. And he said he thought he was dreaming on the mushrooms, and the only way out of the dream was to pull the fire thing. Um, you know, he was he was in and around Seattle, in and around Oakland, and I guess you could find psychedelics pretty easily. I'm not by any means advocating to treat your addiction by buying controlled substances or whatnot on the streets of Seattle. You're probably going to find some harsh shit, especially with the fentanyl hooyah hey, and how dangerous that can be. I highly unrecommend <laughs> doing that and getting into a cockpit. But he's he's in a lot of trouble. He said it was the first time he tried them. Uh, the psychedelics that I like are administered by medical people. You're not going to find ibogaine in the states because it it can cure stuff. I've heard it does everything from cleaning up your gray matter in your brain. It helps with infertility. I think it's probably from the tree of life that was mentioned in so many uh, biblical times. But we can't have it here because the government, who notoriously makes great decisions nonstop, you've seen them, you've heard, you've seen pictures, watched videos. They say it's a club drug. I will tell you this about Ibogaine. It's not a club drug. Club drug. Ibogaine is not a club drug. I would not wish on anybody to take Ibogaine and go to a club because it's horrifying laying down. It's a it's a trip, but it's good and it helps. But don't take that for a club and then don't take mushrooms before you get into the cockpit, cockpit of a plane. Me not being a pilot, I'm not trying to judge, but that's what I think. And don't do that. But we don't have it here because it works and the government doesn't want anything that works for you. They want the... There's no money in the cure. There's money in the treatment. There's money in fear. Uh, and it works. We're going to, again, not the episode. I'm doing this because I thought it would be good to get out. Uh, the positivity comes from after the treatment. That's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm doing my best to put myself in other people's shoes. Everyone's their own vessel. Everyone has something going on in their lives that you, you don't see sometimes, too. I tell people when I talk about leading teams Something that is, the two things that are that are um, that breed that are contagious are panic, but calm. Also, if you're a leader and you're panicking, or if you're a person and you're panicking, again, I was in airports, so I saw a lot of this. Airports are just dope. Best way to see people's in airports because everyone's everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone's got stuff going on, and, and you don't know necessarily what it is. So take a breath, try to be patient, see where they're coming from. People in airports are generally scared, believe it or not, especially if you're about to get on a plane with a pilot that took some shrooms. But um, everyone's in their own vessel. Everyone has a bad day. But panic is contagious. But calm is also contagious. Nobody can tell what you're feeling, and you need to realize that about other people. Nobody can tell what you're feeling. You don't know what they're feeling. But if you can portray calm, then you will have your people around you be calm. So that's uh, that's a little a little bit of a spiel there. Uh, I did this today because I I wanted to take questions on at Mikuya, and that's my Instagram. That is, however, restricted. I said something once, if you can imagine, and someone with I'm assuming had not their natural hair color at the powers that be restricted me, so I can't do a lot of stuff, and it's not seeing a lot of my audiences. I would ask you to go check out at the Operator Podcast. That one is is um is a great one to we try not to get political on that i'm not gonna i'm hopefully not gonna do stuff that gets that one restricted but that's there too and i'm taking questions which will be fun wrote down a lot of them and thanks for doing that because like i mentioned at the operator podcast that's what we do here i tell you what i think as an operator as a former special operator and a current operator of whatever in the hell it is i do for a living and i want you to tell me what you think and i, I mean everything too i love hearing from blue collar dudes and white collar dudes men and women both I like to hear from college-age students. I've been a college-age student. I, I, I have been a college-age student. Went to college a little bit. I think I have a whopping 12 to 13 credits from Montana Tech in Butte, Montana. I actually have the transcripts. I know where they are. So that's cool. But I want to hear from people of that age too. Because I think it's more important to understand from where people are coming. What their thoughts are and why. 
and not just screaming at people. So I love to hear from uh, family members and or people. I t- actually talked to some high school kids yesterday because I want to get the vibe of what people think. People people think different things, and I, I would rather have a conversation. I think that's a better way than blindly screaming at each other because you know you're right. You're not right. Nobody's right all the time. Something's in the middle. Getting into the middle will help almost anywhere except Washington, D.C., because they can't do that. We'll get into some D.C. stuff as well. The one, only thing they're good at is giving themselves raises. That's good. But um, I, I did take the questions, and I want to answer those. I'm going to talk a little bit about my time in Iowa because it was really, really cool, middle of the country. What are we all thinking? I, I even had some uh, questions from some of my liberal friends. And there's a difference now between liberals and leftists and Marxists. Uh, liberals have, I mean, everyone thinks they have their right ideas and the liberals, the classic liberals are not necessarily the violent ones. They are wrong a lot (laughs) as far as I'm concerned because I'm right a lot, but I might be wrong, but I think I'm right because I'm me and, and you think you're right because you're you, but that's, uh, the questions have been fun. Uh, You know, a couple that I needed to just delete because it's like, Here's the thing. You, say what you want. I have pretty thick skin. I've heard it all. I dare you right now to get on at the Operator Podcast and ask me something I've never heard. I think I've heard everything. And it's uh, the dialogue's fun. I, my advice, though, is um, if you're the dude that, uh, you know, you leave your cubicle at the office and you walk over to the coffee machine, hopefully you have a good machine. I got a great espresso machine that like I'm looking forward to uh, getting up in the morning I like to get up really early and before a workout or before meditation or whatever prayer or whatever I do power prayer um, I like to hit the uh, espresso machine warpath coffee I look forward to it they uh, they got the um, the flavor stuff right now my 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 jam is the chocolate dark chocolate coffee um, but I like to go down there and uh, get the espresso start the day with I'm not gonna BS either sometimes in the morning instead of a cup like what's that drink the black eye where you um you put espresso on top of a coffee, which is delicious. I like the stronger coffee, but um, I like to get like I get like a four espressos on top of each other. I've been made fun of because I do like a little foof, a little creamer on there, hazelnut, French vanilla, um, even you know some 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 artificial sweetener with some cream if you will. I dig it. I also like black coffee. If I make some of the flavored ones like uh, maple bacon, which is out there from from Warpath Coffee, doesn't need anything, and make a French press, drink that shit black. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite lines, and this is not mine, but it's too funny, is uh, I like my coffee like I like my women without some other dude's dick in it. But yeah, I like to start with the coffee. Well, the point I was making is if you're the, reading the comments, and I love, I love the interaction. That's, a, that's the whole point of this um, podcast. And I have um, a few days, weeks, or whatever off. And I'm going to do more. If you want more, too. It doesn't need to be Wednesday or Friday. I can do them every day. We can do... Because I know a lot of people listen to these on the treadmill or working out or on the drive. And like a 45-minute is ideal. I've been doing an hour lately. Some guys do long ones. And people listen to them because you can stop and record. But I'll try to keep it short. But the point I'm making after reading the comments, keep them coming at the Operator Podcast on Insta or at Mikuya on anywhere you can find. I will read those. But that's where I run into a lot of people who don't like to play nice. But... <clears throat> give me your comments on anything. We're going to talk about that stuff. Hopefully today we'll get into it. But if you're the dude that goes to that coffee machine at your office after you leave your cubicle and everyone that's already hanging out talking leaves because you're there, you might not be the funny guy. You might not be as funny as you think or something like that. Maybe you are. Who knows? But little things to realize are, um, and I know from experience, I'm going to break this down to you right now. You might, If you're listening, this is for the people who are listening, not for the people who are watching me right now. But I'm going to tell you something about me you might not know. I have white eyebrows. Um, and I'm a ginger. I have pale skin. So, having said that, I know my eyebrows are white. And I know that if I go outside, I need sunscreen. <laughs> and because of my... the uh, the ginger tendencies of that ginger tendency, the gingerivity that I have, um, mosquitoes like me. So do biting bugs of all kinds. I went to Bimini to dive with all kinds of apex predators: tiger sharks, great hammerheads, lemons, even the reefs. I mean, a sharks an apex predator. I went down there, did some interviews outside, 
I thought it'd be a quick interview, which it was outside. No, no, uh, it, the sun was going down, but I already had sunscreen on. But I didn't put on um, bug spray, which I need. The point I'm getting at is I know my eyebrows are white and I know I need sunscreen. If you're the dude that comes up to someone, hey, man, <laughs> you should put on some sunscreen. I, you're hilarious and I've heard it, man. You know, it's like the when you see the science fair. What did Brian Regan say? He's a great comedian, by the way. Man, he did a bit on golf that I put on my story. It's amazing. He said something. I'm talking Brian Regan back in the 80s. I was watching him. His stand-up comedy is incredible. Um, he said, like, when you go into your science fair and there's that kid there with the styrofoam balls and the wire hangers to make the solar system the way the way he says, oh, you're breaking new ground there, Copernicus. <laughs> That's uh, his joke. But that, the point is, if, if someone's got a name, um, remember Julia Gulia from The Waterboy? Or someone's got a name. Uh, I worked with a dude named Goulet. And the Robert Goulet skit that Will Ferrell did on SNL is hilarious. However, his name was Goulet. Guess what? He's heard it. He's heard that joke. You're not breaking new ground, Copernicus. So don't, if you're, if you're not funny, just read, put a joke book in your pocket, especially if you're a fat chick. You got a personality coming out. Again, that's not my joke either. That's Rodney Carrington. I'm trying to give credit where it's due. I don't want to be a, a plagiarizer like our president was. Or is whatever, um, but it's it's fun that there, there's some there's some good questions. I had to take a few down just because it's not. I mean, I want to I want to respond to you, and I want God damn, I want you to be funny, and I shouldn't say that either. That's a that's blast. I probably lost some listeners right there. Sorry about that. Sorry, mom and grandma, both grandmas. But it'll be fun to get that in today because we're on the verge of some stuff going on because of a lot of different things we can talk about. Hell, I might be doing podcasts all week here because there's so much to cover and I don't want to take up all your time. <clears throat> so I won't. But um, getting close to what's happening in the world and with the Middle East, the stuff in Israel, we mentioned Iran, all the other uh, proxy wars going on. The, it is clear that the unthinkable is here and it could be spreading. I think it is spreading with recent media distractions. Most of us never saw it coming. Well, some did. Their guts told them something was wrong, and the headlines are proving them right. Just look around. And uh, our so-called trusted institutions tell you not to worry, that everything's fine. You should know better. It's like a house is on fire. Everything is not fine. It might be time to leave. Self-reliance doesn't happen overnight, and you need to start somewhere. So you should start with my friends at My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company, is more than equipped to stock your shelves. Ditch the canned vegetables and the box pasta. Their best-selling three-month food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, snacks, and they last up to 25 years. I have them. I've, I've purchased them for my family all over the country. Uh, 25 years worth. These meals offer over 2,000 calories every single day with a balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready in the event of an emergency. All you need to do is add water and then heat it and then eat it. Start or strengthen your food supply, your emergency food supply, with a three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Here's how you get it. Go to preparewithrob.com. Preparewithrob.com to get ready. Order now for fast and free shipping. Go check out preparewithrob.com. But yeah, episode 66 it's good to be back it's good to be a wednesday the sun's out where i am i hope it is where you too because that's positivity baby um i love the questions read through all of them i went downstairs and had my coffee like i mentioned before and i realized i was out of eggs i was gonna make i did the crock pot thing love the crock pot if you don't have a crock pot get a crock pot it's delightful but you can like it's the ultimate lazy person's um instrument because you can like get it, buy the stuff and then uh, you know for our marked up prices because of inflation. But like you put everything, including raw chicken, in there, covered up, turn it on, four to six hours high, seven eight hours low, whatever. You got a great meal. Um, but I went down. I went down there to get uh, um, what the hell? Uh, coffee, crock pot, all that stuff. And I'm out of eggs. Didn't have eggs, so <laughs> I I wanted to get a little snack in today. So I got some nuts. I love to eat these nuts. Uh, there's something about a, a jar, not a, not a can, but like a jar of nuts, the salted nuts. I dig. I went down to do that. 
looking through a few things. I'm reading through the questions. I, someone asked me if they could call in, too. I, I'm not able to do that yet. I'll figure it out. I also want to get a bigger studio where I can do face-to-face -face interviews. And that'll be fun because I do have a lot of people that I want to interview several. I have interviewed. I want repeat business. I want to get my brother Tom O'Neill back on here. But I want a bigger studio. Like the one I'm in right now, we could probably fit two people, but just, you know. With the guitars uh, behind me and then the body armor. There's stuff underneath the body armor you can't see. I was asked that question, too. What did you keep from the Navy that you love? A lot of it's right there. Kept the body armor. The, uh, the gun I used was dismantled, which is stupid because uh, they dismantled it. Probably took parts out of it, gave it to different people. The gun that killed Bin Laden, I had it. Gave it to a gunner's mate that I know really well, EJ, down at the command. He let me keep the firing pin. I have the firing pin from the gun that killed Bin Laden. Isn't that dope? I actually used that uh, that firing pin again. I think did I use that same firing pin? Maybe, maybe not. Whatever. It did go with me. Got that. Got a couple things. We'll talk. That'll be another episode if you want to hear what I have. Not necessarily spoils or war. That always piqued my curiosity as well. If I'm saying if, if we kept anything from the Bin Laden raid. What do you need to? Because like everything that you take overseas, you need to register. Um, for war trophies, but that wasn't a war mission. That was a we went into Pakistan for that bad boy. That wasn't we're not a war with Pakistan. I wonder if we kept anything if we could keep it. Huh. Let me look that up. I want to talk about that too. What do you think? If we went to Pakistan after because it was technically a civilian mission with one of those um um plausible deniability things, you know, the different titles that you can do as far as are you working for the military, are you working for certain agencies, stuff like that. But we have we have that, so... Uh, but, I mean, I may or may not have that. But I have that. What else? Um, some of the stuff, too, I've been being asked that's very interesting is, um, like, cool people that I've met. Who, who are some cool people that you met that you didn't think you would like, but you do? That's a good question, too. I bring that up because, uh, again, with the being in someone else's shoes, so, uh, um, everyone's their own vessel. A lot of people don't realize... I'm bringing this up for a reason that people in the public eye are people as well. I know you if you dig deep enough on the web that apparently a lot of uh, actresses who are getting older and they take a picture of there's a picture taken of them. They're like, what's up with this actress? Oh, obviously a man been a man the whole time, but we've been fooled because she's a lizard. I'm not making that up. I read I read an article today. I'm not going to say who, but these are like some very talented, beautiful women in Hollywood and, and people like us have to call them lizard people because that makes sense. The flat earthers and shit like that. But um, they're people and they have different opinions. And like I've mentioned countless times, people are a lot different when you meet them in person. And I've met some celebrities too that we disagree on some things, but um, we get along in person. That's, that's something else too, to give people a chance. If we gave people a chance, a lot of times stuff might just work. A chance, even to hear their argument. Like nothing... No, nothing. A lot of things piss me off, but I mean, something that upsets me that I hate, I've seen in person, I won't even partake, is when people are talking in interviews on television. You might have seen it recently with uh, Hillary Clinton getting yelled at by the anti-war guy, which is a great thing, too, because she's not used to it. She's not used to getting yelled at by anti-war because she's the anti-war. She... <laughs> she's the anti-a lot of things, if you know what I'm saying, speaking of end times. But... um. Yeah, she's getting yelled at. They're just yelling over at each other or talking heads. People are on TV a lot. People on TV that ask the question and they answer their own question. They keep yap, 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 and then they inter interrupt. Stop interrupting, man. Give someone a chance to talk. If I've been on TV where someone interrupts me. I'll just stop. Fine. You talk. But apparently, you don't need to hear from me. You talk. Your show's amazing. But that's but that's that. But I bring it up because this, again, starts um, starts issues. There's a list of celebrities who signed... Um, some paperwork that demand Joe Biden call for uh, a, a ceasefire in Gaza. And, I, you know, these are famous people. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Kate Blanchett, John Stewart, Kristen Allen, Susan Sarandon. Um, you know, a, a list of celebrities, which are fun. I haven't met most of those. Um, John Stewart strikes me as someone who's really smart and really cares. I've seen a lot of stuff with him from uh, the 9-11 stuff and the families that have been hurt, first responders. He seems like a great dude. Very funny, obviously. Like The original Daily Show was um, incredible, and he's awesome. He's been funny in everything, so I've never met him. I'd like to. 
Uh, he signed it fine. Uh, Kate Blanchett. I heard an awesome Kate Blanchett story once. My buddy Mickey Barra, who is part of the famous Yogi Berra family, and we're gonna we'll shit. We'll talk about that more too. I'm uh, I think I'm a born again Yankees fan. Yet another story. My wife is from Boston, so we'll talk about that later. Not enough time here today. But uh, Mickey Barra used to run the Kennedy Center for Performing Arts in Washington D.C. And we've heard about that place. A lot of fundraisers go there. A lot of libs go there. A ton of ton of politicians. But someone asked me, um, cool people that you've met. Mickey Barra is one of the coolest people I've ever met. He ran the Kennedy Center for a number of years. I got to reach out to him and get him talk about a great interview. Shit, I'll go down there to see him. I miss that dude. We've done everything. We've got to Redskins games together when they were the Redskins back when I gave a shit about um, pro football. Um, the NFL. But... Uh, he told me a story about Kate Blanchett running the Kennedy Center. And again, this is his story, not mine. I'm trying to give credit to people who tell the stories. If I repeat a punchline and it was someone else's, I'll try to give him credit. If it's not mine, it's not mine. If there were war stories where I wasn't there, I'll tell you, wasn't there, but here's my thoughts. But Mickey Barrett told me a story that they were running the um, the Kennedy Space Kennedy Space Center, Kennedy Center for Performing Arts. And that's great. That's a great place, too, to go check out. You can get tours of that place even if there's nothing going on. I think I saw Louis C.K. there once. Hilarious in person, too. <laughs> Another great story. I never met. I think that guy's hilarious, too. I mentioned, too, on the comedy shows, if, if you're so high-strung and offended by everything, comedy might not be the thing for you because you're supposed to be offended. And the irony with the punchline, another story. Um, a lot of comedians went down during the hashtag me too, hashtag woke, hashtag don't say anything because you'll offend me. And if you don't know I'm offended, I'm going to scream it at you because I'm offended. But he told me a story about Kate Blanchett, who was on the list of uh, people who want a ceasefire in Gaza. We'll get into why, what, why I think the ceasefire isn't quite that simple. Um, I'm not going to be able to solve it in this episode because they haven't solved it since, I don't know, Abraham. Anyway, um... Kate Blanchett, I guess they were doing the opening night for a play. She was doing there. By the way, Mickey Barrett backstage has hit. I, I, there's video I'm going to find. It's got to be a 50-footer hook shot. They had a hoop backstage, a 10-foot hoop regulation, and Mickey Barrett could hit this um, hook shot. Amazing. I, I'll get that video, and I'll put it on. Uh, I'll try to find it. I'll put it on at the Operator Podcast. Follow that one because Mikuya is getting restricted. Anyway, Mickey told me a story. Wonderful man, one of the coolest people I've ever met. Um, he said they couldn't find her. And the crowd's there. They've done all the warm-ups or whatever actor, actors and actresses do. And Kate Blanche is one of the best in the business. And uh, they couldn't find her. The shit's about to open. Everyone's freaking out. Where's Miss Blanchett? And I guess she walked up right before the curtain went up. And I think she had a cigarette just a couple years ago. Took a puff and just looked around at everyone and said, uh, All right, let's not fuck this up then, shall we? Yes, we shan't. Sha sha but uh, yeah, so anyway, celebrities, you don't, uh, I don't know a lot of them. They seem cool. I think um, their hearts are in the right place. Are they doing it right? Who knows? But um, even though the best intentions, though, you're not necessarily, the ceasefire can't happen because of how horrific the attacks were on innocent people in Israel. And as time goes on, I've seen the interviews too, and even the savages that took these towns, um, even they're realizing how bad it was. Even they're admitting that, according to the Quran, you can't kill babies, you shouldn't rape women, and you can't kill elderly, especially women, which they did. They did atrocities that I don't want. I don't feel like getting into right now. You can find that stuff out there. Just horrific stuff. Um, Killing families. It's just basically your worst nightmare. Your worst nightmare. Think of the worst thing that could happen to you, happen to these people in real time, right now. GoPros and internet and cell phone. I mean, mutilating people and then live streaming it on their internet, on their social media. And the stuff they were, and of course now they're saying they were tricked, they being Hamas, tricked by their leadership and they were all on cocaine or some bullshit. And um, you need to respond to this. Israel needs to respond to this and Hamas needs to be wiped out. It's that simple. And a ceasefire, a ceasefire is, is ridiculous. Beca imagine a ceasefire after 9-11. Imagine going to Midtown Manhattan, talking to any of the uh, FDNY families or the people 
who were in the towers, the people on the planes. Uh, talk to anyone at Fanner Fitzgerald, even today. Talk to um, anyone basically in New York that was there. Well, not anyone. Not Columbia University. Those fucking people. Those fucking professors. But um, a ceasefire on September 12th, not going to happen. And this was, I mean, this was up close, personal, and demonic. If what, what those savages did to those families, that would make Satan very happy. That would make Hitler very happy too. That would make, if demons could laugh, they would laugh at that. And that's what these people did. And a ceasefire is out of the question. You need to wipe out Hamas. The war crimes, that's interesting too, because that gets brought up. Where the war crimes are being committed are when you put people in rooms with your military weapons that you're launching against a sovereign nation, which they're doing. Where their headquarters, what is left of their leadership or their offices, they're keeping these civilians, these hostages there. There's hundreds of Americans in Gaza they won't let leave. The Hamas will not let them leave because they're doing exactly what they want to do. They want to wipe out Jewish people all over the world. They definitely want to wipe out Israel. They want to kill the infidel. By the way, that's you listening. And all these uh, LGBTQ for Palestine. Oh, God help you. You probably don't even believe in God, but yeah. I, w- the things they would do to you, they would do. They would kill you before they kill me. They would kill moderate or Muslims or what I would say normal people first because they don't agree with their ideology. They want to kill everybody, but they also want to get the emotions up high, which is what they're doing right now. You can't even send them aid because Hamas is there and everyone with guns inside the Gaza Strip is Hamas. And and uh, they're not giving it to, they're not bringing it in for their people. That aid's not going to humanitarian reasons. It's going for propaganda. It's going to fuel their, I don't even, well, here's one. You notice they call it resistance Basically, for the past, I don't know how many years, resistance is code word for we're a bunch of fucking idiots. Basically, that's it, too. This is not resistance. This is straight terrorism. This is straight Satanism. This is Nazism. And resistance is part of it. So anyone that's out there yelling, this isn't resistance, tearing down posters of kidnapped babies is not resistance. First of all, if you're an American doing that, God, this is a lot what happens when we raise professional victims. You're a victim, and you deserve everything, but you can't work for it. It should just be given to you. And that's that's what we're getting now. This is raising weakness and then resistance. Oh, I don't like the results, so I'm going to resist. Hashtag resist. The Democrats did that the entire time President Trump was in office. Remember the time that like those uh, idiotic members of Congress from the left put on those scarves that weren't even associated with whatever, and took a knee in the, um, whatever, the Capitol. Bunch of puds. We need to get into that, too, because talk about a place that needs to have it be unplugged and rebooted and term limits and get the fuck out of here. That place, both sides. I mean, are you, are you kidding me with some of the shit they're pulling? So that's that's that there. I don't even know where I was going with this, but the, the ceasefire's not going to happen. They need to crush Hamas. The only way to crush Hamas is to go in there and crush them. They have to do. Rescue the hostages is going to be a really, really tough one because... Um, they're strapped to wherever you want to go. The tunnels are there. They're booby-trapped. Israel knows that. Israel's got great special forces, great hostage rescue. I was asked on my uh, Instagram account, should Navy SEALs be there on the ground? Now, technically, if we have whatever, if we have one American hostage by a terrorist group, we should send SEAL Team 6 or Delta Force in there to get them. Our hostage rescue team's in there to get them. They should be there right now. However, because of how complex this is, we... Um, we need to let Israel take the lead. Fortunately, Israel can do that. They are good enough to do that. And uh, we as American special forces, are uh, we're ready for it because we're experienced. Now, we have the woke shit going on in the military and the depletion of our readiness. We do have people who are ready to go fuck people up. That's because of experience. That's because of the wars we fought. That took so long, and war is just great training, it turns out. So we got guys that are ready. Yes, they should be there to advise and assist. I was asked also, what's the difference between combat troops and um, non-combat troops? So they got a couple strike forces over there, a couple uh, carrier battle groups, ships, people on the ground, intel folks. Not necessarily infantry. That can be there. That can change in no time because you know you got Marines some places over there, but they're there. Mainly you want to support because the hardest part of doing hostage rescue is the intelligence and you need to be on the ground. But a ceasefire is not going to fucking work. 
You need to wipe them out completely. Um, sometimes you reap what you sow. And like it or not, Palestine, the Palestinians elected Hamas. And they've got a very high approval rating. And it sucks. Man, it sucks. I, I've, and, and again, the video's coming out. I despise war. I hate it. I've been to it. And, and kids getting hurt, kids getting killed, it breaks my heart. Innocent people, even being scared bothers me. I don't like that, let alone being killed. Um, this is going to happen, though, and you got to get rid of it. And then you got to figure where is the leadership for Hamas. Well, they're over in another, another tough one. They're over in Qatar, over in Doha. That's where the Taliban goes to. That's where we negotiated. That's that's where we're negotiating the release of, of their prisoners and the release of our prisoners. Then we end up, for some reason, giving them money. Billions. The Taliban. Iran. Whatever. I mean, even the way that we allow Iran, allow. And I, I said that we can do that because we should be the only superpower. I'm not sure we are even a superpower. Based on the $33 trillion in debt and the $2 trillion a year in interest. Uh, it's going to fuck you, by the way. And, th and when I talk about politicians, too, I want you to think, and I've said, I think I said this on the last episode, don't think about what it's doing now and the popular thing now. How is this going to affect your kids in 25 years? Because these politicians are going to be long gone, thank God. I hope they're not replaced with new shitheads. But based on what I'm seeing in a lot of the schools and universities, they will. Um, but, you know, what, 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 what they're doing now, how is it going to affect us? Um, we can control how much oil that, Iran sells to China, but we don't. And we give them money back, and then Iran needs to go. Not the Iranian people, but the mullahs. The mullahs have been a pain in the dick since 1979. And yes, there's been bad deals everywhere. That's the way the governments all over the place work. The um, Everything from the lockdown to the uh, World Health Organization to the World Economic Forum. Basically, the people who can afford private jets to go to Davos and eat shrimp and, and uh, steaks, Wagyu beef, and bone-in ribeyes while they tell you that cow farts are ruining the universe and you need to eat bugs. They're good. They don't need to. They can fly in their private jets and, um, you know, bring Greta What's-Her-Name, take advantage of an autistic kid and let her yell, how dare you? The, the, yeah, there's shady shit going on everywhere and there's a lot of waste, fraud, and abuse everywhere and worldwide governments suck. The people of Iran are tired of it too. How do you wipe out the mullahs without hurting the people? Well, and again, with shitty politicians... There have been points in time where the Iranian people, and I'm convinced, get a load of this, because we I talk liberals and true liberals, liberal Muslims are going to be the ones to help. The liberal young Muslims in Pakistan are going to be the ones to help. The young Muslim liberals in Iran, Iran, whatever they call it, Iran, um, they're going to help us out. It's the goddamn clerics that are the problem. It's the damn leaders of Hamas, the billionaires that are Hamas leaders, that they became billionaires because they took this foreign aid through a ceasefire and they lined their pockets. And they're going to live in Dubai. They're going to live in Doha, Qatar. They're going to, I mean, even the, even like, what, you think Zelensky's going to chill out in Kiev whenever this long war that we're funding? No, he's going to go to Miami and live with the rest of the fat cats, oligarchs. You think he's not keeping the money we send him? They're bad people. But what I'm saying is we got to get rid of the bad people. So the end result in, for Hamas right now needs to get wiped out. That You got to stop Iran. They're doing everything anywhere. They're funding everyone. If they're funding the Houthis out of Yemen, we got they're funding Hamas, who's Sunni. They're funding Hezbollah in the north. They're funding uh, proxies that are shooting missiles at our ship. You know, they said one of our Navy ships shot down those missiles, too. You know that our Navy's not always on, they're not always at war ready. And for a ship to shoot down missiles, it's war ready. They're like that now. What is that telling you? China's moving. I was asked in the comments, is China going to invade Taiwan before the next election? You're damn right they will. Now, I could be wrong, and I, I want to be wrong, and I want to hear from you. I was wrong about... Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. I was like, there's no way in hell they would do that, and they did. Putin made a huge mistake. Um, but now they're there, and everyone's making money off it. Not everyone. Not the people dying on the ground. That's horrific. But uh, someone's making money off this. And then um, everything, like with, with the media, the media's got a slant. I don't know what their deal is, but they're, they're going to tell you the bad stuff. America's always bad, too. Look around the globe, and then you're bad for thinking. And even the guys that yell at, sometimes I get yelled at. People like my friend Carl Higby get yelled at. For some of the views we take against people that are supporting, not supporting, I mean, I get it, we don't want to lose people on both sides, but they yell at guys like us and call us Nazis, it's like, we're, we would be the ones defending you. We're trying to do the right thing for you. If we get invaded by China on the West Coast, you think some hipster from Portland's going to fight? No, they're the first collaborators. They're that dickhead politician son in, in Red Dawn that told a 
told the Russians and the Cubans where the Wolverines are. <laughs> Great fucking movie. And on that, too, um, with what the media is telling you to try to stay calm, don't worry about it. We got you. I mean, you got to realize by now the government does not got you. Not only do they not got you, they don't got your interests <laughs> in mind. And please don't correct my grammar. I like to think I have a grasp on I think the other day on TV, though, I did say, I was trying to say we have our our foot on your neck but during the middle of it i was saying i wanted to say foot on your necks but then as i'm saying this because i like to think my mind works fast sometimes it doesn't work at all but sometimes it works fast i wanted to say foot on your necks but i realized foot on your necks needs to be plural so instead of saying our feet are on your necks i said my um our foots are on your necks and then i'm in, i'm live tv i can't take it back so foots are on your neck <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, don't. I was English joke grammar, but um, uh, the the they don't really have your best interest in mind. They're going to tell you everything's fine because at the end at the end result they want you living in the city and dependent on them, them the media, them the government. You will own nothing and you will be happy. We'll get into that crap too. Man, there's so much to do, and I didn't even take a lot of notes this time. Maybe that's maybe that's why this uh, podcast today is such fire. But uh, no, I got a couple notes here. But but um, they're telling you everything's going to be fine. But with the way we're um, shipping money everywhere to countries that hate us too. If you if you've seen the travel warnings, uh, look at the dotted map where our State Department is telling us not to go. Pretty much everywhere. There are places everywhere you, sh- you shouldn't go because they don't like you. But but we are paying everyone. But the way we're printing money and making money worthless, the inflation that's rising, and you know, do, have you noticed how expensive? It is at the grocery store, essentials and whatnot, and gas prices. Boy, they're up. That affects everything. Being in a, a farmland, Iowa, Ohio, all that stuff, and the the talking to farmers and the prices of everything, the gas price going up. That, they get you everything, and that's going up. And it's we're based. I mean, the way that it's being run right now with some of these children in suits in in D.C., we are basically on the brink of an economic meltdown. And that is threatening you, it's threatening your family, your savings in retirement, inflation, like I mentioned before, has surged to a 40-year high. You budget carefully for each trip to the grocery store, but it's always a wallet-pinching experience. I talked about gas prices. They've doubled since 2020. And your monthly bills are escalating. Inflation is an evil, silent force that eats away at purchasing power and ultimately your ability to save for your retirement. Do not let this happen to you. Protect your retirement with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Alex, Mark, and the team will take time to help you understand your options and make the best decision for your future. Whether your goal is to own physical gold or protect your IRA or 401k, the professionals at Allegiance Gold are ready to help. They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and have built relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. So here's a great website to go check out, protectwiththeoperator.com. Go to protectwiththeoperator.com today or call 844-790-9191 and get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase. Don't wait. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Again, that is protectwiththeoperator.com or call them at 844-790-9191. Allegiance Gold at 844-790-9191. But again, I promised I'd be short because uh, I'm going to do another podcast Friday. So 67 will come out Friday. I might interview someone. I might not. A lot of stuff to cover, though. Um, You know, let's get into stuff, too, like the foreign aid that we give to people. I was asked. I'm going to get into some questions right now. Somebody asked me. um, If if we're going to get help from uh, Jordan and Egypt on this, which we could, you know, how many Think of how many uh, countries are in the world that are uh, Islamic countries and zero of them want to take in Palestinian refugees. We'd want to. Our government, people like Rashida Tlaib and uh, the squad and those, whatever, um, they want to bring in a million Palestinians here because that's awesome. But like, no Muslim countries want to take them. Think about that. We'll talk about that on Friday, too. Give me your thoughts on that. But uh, I want to talk too about the all the countries we're giving aid to that don't help us. Like Jordan and Egypt, man. We give Jordan 1.72 billion a year and we give Egypt 1.46 billion dollars a year. The fuck are they doing other than telling us they're not taking Palestinians? They could stop this shit too. 
They're not innocent. And I mean, we had the Abraham Accords that were a different. That's another good episode too. We need to talk about between Israel, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, Saudi Arabia was involved, which is a partner over there too. Uh, like it or not, people have their interests. Some partners will help. Saudi Arabia hates Iran for obvious reasons because. Not because of religion, it's because of man's perception of religion, and that's why we kill each other. Um, man's perception of religion is the leading cause of death in the history of mankind. So a lot of stuff to talk about there on Friday. I'm not getting into that bullshit right now, because I'll be honest, I don't feel like it. Today's going to be a great day. It's Wednesday, the sun's out. Got to get a workout in. It's going to be fun trying to decide what to get for lunch. Late lunch or dinner, haven't decided. Because I've already been snacking. I told you I had a handful of these nuts. They were delicious. Um... But here's a few of the questions I got. And keep those coming, too. Remember, at the Operator Podcast, because at Mikuya, although I love you, it is restricted. I will email Meta today and ask them, WTF, Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot, Oscar for over. But here's some questions. Jessica Cash, I just actually saw her last week in Iowa. She said, she's dating the real Tommy O. He's a great dude, too. I'll get him back on here. Can we defuse with Jordan and Egypt? Yes, that's the answer I just said we could. Here's a good one. Now, because I was asked about people I know and people I don't know. Amber Miller, at Amber Miller Nine, she uh, she's actually the 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 woman who helped me with the Armed Forces Brewing Company videos that we made a couple of years ago. She's uh, awesome. Follow her too. She's got a great account. She's a kick-ass influencer and just a damn nice person. She said, "Who's the coolest person I know?" And be truthful. Mm-hmm. I know what you're getting at, Amber. You are cool. Shout out to you. Who's the coolest person though? Okay, you're up there. We'll give you that, Amber. Um, you know what's fun? The coolest person okay there's two right now that come to mind again not in my notes but i am reading the the comments um uh tony larusa is awesome and he's the baseball guy he's just cool as hell i I ran into him when tiny was my bodyguard and uh he he was standing behind i never met tony before he's standing behind me with a margarita and i look at him he snuck up behind me i got security security didn't see him and i look at tiny i'm like tiny have you met uh, tony and he goes, hey, I'm uh, Brian. Everyone calls me Tiny. And Tony took a sip of his margarita and goes, everybody's full of shit. He also gave me good advice. He said, because uh, I've thrown out the first pitch. I did it in front of him in Arizona and hit the dirt. I did it at Wrigley Field, hit the dirt. I finally got it over the plate in Boston at um, Fenway because Tony said, look, no one's ever been booed for throwing it over the catcher. Great, solid advice. Great Great dude. Another cool guy I got to mention, too, is uh, Tom Garfinkel. He's a CEO of um, the Miami Dolphins. Very cool dude. I met him at a young president's organization thing when he was working with the or running the San Diego Padres. And he was at my wedding. I talked to him all the time. He was. I went to the Super Bowl with him a couple of years back, and just some of the conversations we had about – we had a, as two – Two dudes that don't have a lot of rhythm. We talked about what it must be like to be in studio with a bunch of dudes um, recording, like uh, uh, um, like mixing stuff and doing R and B type shit because they got to be cool. And just the two of us discussing how we—it's almost like we can appreciate how good someone is in the NBA, but I can't play with them. Um, which brings me to another question: uh, Someone asked me if uh, pimping ever gets easy. Come on, man! Everybody know that big dick B. Somebody's got to do it. Pimpin' ain't easy. Big Daddy Kane, speaking of cool people. I never met him, but I'd like to. So that was cool. Um, Is Israel losing the PR war? Yes, they are. How does it affect the conflict? Well, right now we're in a world of um, um, media, social media, and people overreact to stuff that might not be real, might be fake, might be fake news, or you get fact-checkers who might not be fact-checkers. But yeah, Israel's losing right now. For some reason, a lot of people don't like them. I don't get it. Um, they, a lot of people are denying that any of that stuff happened, but yeah, the PR war is bad. That's from 10 X Sean S H A W N. Uh, one of my favorite follows on Instagram is one old goat, one underscore old underscore goat. And an old goat to me is Navy, like the goat locker. He asked me if I still have time to hunt elk. I haven't been elk hunting in a while, but I'm going to go next year. If anyone's listening that knows a kick-ass place I can go, because um, I want to go elk hunting. I do love Montana, but I'll go where there's elk. And I don't give a shit if it's the high fence in Texas. If there's elk there, I will go. Because elk are awesome and they are delicious. So that's it. Do we need to send Navy SEALs to rescue hostages? Yes, we do. American hostages are there and we need to stop being... Well, th- tactical patience, that's fine. We need we need guys on the ground to go get them with Israel, with Delta, with uh, say, um, Navy SEALs. Um, like I said, 600 are being 600 Americans are being blocked in Gaza right now, and a ceasefire is not going to help. 
They won't let him go. And uh, you'll notice the media, when they say about Gaza and Hamas, they say the U.S.-designated terror group. They need to watch those fucking videos. U.S.-designated. Eat it. <laughs> um, James Thornton Photography asked about my weapon loadout. I'm assuming that's for the uh, the Bin Laden raid. I carry 5.56. I carried a certain weapon, but we've redone that weapon with Watchtower Firearms, so... If you want to know what I was carrying, Watchtower Firearms uh, is the place to go. Check them out. They're badass. Great guns. The the Nisro's down there. And they got, this isn't even an ad. They're just kick ass. Uh, Watchtower watch Firearms. Um, Duncan Wright said, are Europeans aware of Islamization? Islamization, the takeover? I don't know. That's a good question. And I don't think it's necessarily fair because most people are good, but man, there's some wild people getting in certain places because of open borders, ourselves included. And that's a thing where you can keep your head in the sand long enough, but once it's there, what? how did we get here? That's a problem. Again, politicians. Weak-ass politicians who are trying to pretend they're apologizing for stuff that happened a long, long time ago. They're going to be fine, but you're not. Not, again, <clears throat> not, with, um, not with Islam, but with p- bad people with bad intentions coming to your country. You see it a lot. They're crossing our border. Uh, it's going to happen here. Will there be an attack here? Oh, yeah, there will. I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but you'll know. Will the war be fought here? Another question I get that asked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are special forces doing on standby? That's They're doing exactly what they do. They're waiting for a contingency. Right now it's there. And, uh, it, you know, if I could do anything to help the, the, the men and women that are involved with everything from intel gathering to the tip of the spear type stuff, they're, uh, they're there to sleep. Eat and lift is for the acronym SEAL <coughs> when you're on standby. Sleep, eat, and lift. And uh, it, the, I've been asked if the raid that we did on bin Laden is better than uh, trying to get into with a ground assault. I mean, yeah, but you got to know where you're going. How do you know where you're going? It's tough because uh, they, unlike Jerusalem, unlike Israel, where they let everyone in, they won't let you in there. And I've, I've been there, and I've seen these people face-to-face. I've never learned about that part of the world from some dickhead leftist Marxist professor at a university. I've just been there. Um, so I've seen it straight up, and I have my opinion on that. Um, but you're, you, we don't really know what's going on in Gaza. There's some Israelis smarter than me. There's a lot of ways to do it. I, don't, I, I was asked also um, about tactics, techniques, procedures. Is there NDAs, non-disclosures that I've signed that I don't talk about? Yeah, I have. Uh, and the stuff that I can't talk about. Well, two things about stuff I can't talk about. One, I it's not interesting. Smarter people came up with it. I don't understand it. Uh, and two, the stuff that is tactical, I, I just won't. I won't bring it up. Uh, I, t- I like to talk about the humanity of everything and the people there. What like I was asked, uh, what's a normal li- a day like for SEAL Team Six? It's standard. I mean, uh, the only thing at SEAL Team Six that was different than a normal team is we don't have um, organized PT in the morning. You do what you do, and kind of in an age where you know what you need to do to be better. So here's the assets, and hopefully you can do it. Big boy rules, and I hope we can still do that. Um, could Israel defeat Iran? Oh, yeah. Israel could take over that part of the world. They just don't. That's how you can tell they're the good guys. So if you don't like it, sign the petition and go act in a movie. Nothing but love for Hollywood. Not all Hollywood, but a lot of them. There are people in Hollywood, too, that I know I would get along with. You know you know who I would get along with is um, Joy Behar. Guarantee I would get along with her. Um, that's why you don't want to judge... Um, judge you know, people by the Instagram. Well, a question I got was, is there um, anyone that you've met that you thought you would not like? And I have a, an answer for that. No kidding. Uh, and I was just on Piers Morgan's show. Piers, Piers Morgan, by the way, fantastic dude. I'm actually, uh, his book is called Wake Up. And I read it and it's awesome. I read it twice actually. And here's a cup. Wake Up. Great book. Piers is awesome. I knew I would like him. Um, the person that I was on his show with the other day is uh, Louise Mensch. And she's a, a former um, conservative member of Parliament in the UK, an author. And I didn't think I would like her because she was mean to me on Twitter and I was mean back. And I've, I met her a couple of months ago. Fantastic woman. Great personality. Very smart. I was impressed because we were debating something with the Ukraine. She knows a lot. She knows like names and stuff. Uh, it was funny because she was saying stuff about me on Twitter and I'd respond and, you know, Twitter fights. And then we both agreed... Yeah, going through a rough time in life. Had too many cocktails, dancing on tables. My bad, my bad. Not in our buddies. I, d- I didn't think I would like her because whatever, Twitter. But again, people in person, she's fantastic. Louise is great. Um, giving her a shout out. P- 
Um, let's see. What would I tell young kids trying to be a SEAL? Do more pull-ups and keep it simple. Don't run in boots. You don't need to. They'll do plenty of that for you. Just because you think someone's better than you doesn't mean they are. And just because someone you think is tough quits doesn't mean you're not tough. That's my advice as a SEAL. <laughs> um, what would I... Uh, what, you know what? What's my favorite MRE? I was asked that. Beef stew, dude. Easily. Because it got the... Um, Everybody knows it has the uh, jalapeno cheese in it. And you mix the beef stew with the cheese. Crumple up the crackers. It does have, it went from the normal crackers to the vegetable crackers, which I disagree with. But if you take the beef stew and then the cheese and obviously pick it up and don't waste it and put the crackers in, stir it up, salt and pepper, to, uh, hot sauce. I'm not saying which one because you could all, you should all be using Rob O'Neill's Top Secret Hot Sauce. It's on Amazon, NBD. Try it. It's delicious. And we did pipe that down a little. Um, it's not the super asshole puckering initial edition we did sell out of that but the new one's great um uh, anyway you make that up and then it's also got the uh, vanilla pound cake uh and they're saying it has peanut butter i think it was either peanut butter or cheese hit me up on that too on the operator podcast peanut butter or cheese i'm a cheese guy peanut butter fine protein get it but the cheese baby and then it's got skittles in it too which sugar's good for um Energy or whatever. A lot of people don't like sugar, but a lot of, like a lot of people aren't vegetarians, and for some weird reason they started making vegetarian MREs. You can kiss my ass. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, let's see. We talked about China. Coolest person talked about that. My favorite saying in the teams was, uh, I think I was a big fan of the safety things, like uh, giving a brief saying nobody outranks safety. But I think my favorite one was train like a train. Because you always say train like you fight, and we never thought a war would happen. So we were like, hey, train like you train, and then boom, we're in a fight. So train like you train, but train like you fight. Um, what would I tell my if I had a son? What advice would I give my son? And this is simple. Uh, I love keeping it simple, master the basics. My favorite advice for my son would be ask her out. That's it. Take the shot, dude. I'm sure you've heard me mention that before. Take the shot. Right now. Right now. Think about this. What are you doing right now? And you're questioning yourself. Take the shot, man. If it's a call you need to make, if it's someone you need to see, if it's a compliment you need to give someone, take the shot. That's my advice. Two more. Someone said they want a book signed by me, and I will. Um, if you go to RJO Apparel, rjoapparel.com, or um, it's in my link tree next to this podcast, um, it's on at Makuya. It's on at the Operator Podcast. There's also at RJO Apparel. Follow that. I will sign a book for you personally, and within reason, I will sign the most clever shit you say. If it's offensive or something I don't like, I'll reword it, but I'll I'll get it to you. If it's I mean, if it's offensive, fine. Just if it's not appropriate, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, overseas, what was the favorite? My favorite car I acquired probably a donkey. We stole a donkey for the army Navy game. And then we didn't know how to get rid of it. We stole the donkey from out in town and couldn't get rid of it. So we gave it to the CBs and their big complaint is it kept shitting in their house. I mean, donkeys are going to do that, bro. Why you got a, why you got a donkey in your house? Oh, that's right. We put it in there. <laughs> Someone said, Mr. Ballin, who's awesome said there are giants in Afghanistan. Is that true? Yeah, probably Afghanistan, man is, I don't recommend going there. If you have it, if you have a chance, don't, but, there's some wild shit there that if you've never been, you wouldn't believe me. Afghanistan's fucking crazy. Are there giants? Maybe. I'm pretty sure I saw a snow leopard once there. And um, it's just bad. Afghanistan is so backwards. I think they're the only country in the world that their time zone is ahead of you plus 30 minutes, which is the most fucking backwards you can get away from anything. But uh, I don't have the Taliban's number, but I'll call them if I can and ask them why. I don't plan on going back there. What's my favorite Halloween candy? That's a tough one. Um you know what I want to talk? Not my favorite, because I do. I dig some chocolate, man. I I like chocolate. Ooh, just something about a about nougat gives me an erection. But uh, my the, the the two Halloween candies I want to talk about. Um, overrated, underrated. Overrated is fucking licorice. I don't get. I don't get it. And 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 who? If you like black licorice, please tell me. I'm calling you out. Black licorice. Hamas probably eats that shit. But you know who gets a bad rap is candy corn. I think candy corn is awesome. You can do whatever you want. Pop in a handful, a little bit, bite at a time. I think candy corn is good. Maybe you hate it. Tell me that, please. Um, and then one more. This, 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 this cracked me up because I'm a big fan of um, 
Would you rather? Have you ever done the would you? I mean, they've gotten out of line with the would you rather. They used to be really funny. My favorite too. I'm not insulting anyone. I've never met this this guy, but I think he's great, and I want to meet him. I've I've, I've had messages and whatnot. One of my uh, would you rather? If you haven't heard them, they're they're worth looking up if you're killing time. Somebody said, would you rather grill bare fists or fist bare grills? Food for thought. But what? Uh, Billy Call asked me at Billy.KAUL said, asked, and this has been out there before, would I ra- would I rather fight an orangutan once a year or a chicken every time I got in a car? Huh. I don't think I, I gotta go with a chicken. I mean, uh, anytime you're fighting an animal, it's gonna be tough because they have a will to live. A lot of them. I, someone said, would you rather eat a talking chicken or a talking cow? Another one to think about. But as far as the orangutan, and I've seen stuff about orangutans. Um, and primates, and and I've heard guys say that, like like MMA guys, and I'm not talking shit about technical fighters. Believe me, I know some tough men, and I know women that can kick my ass. Um, I, and you know, jujitsu is a superpower. Not talking shit about anyone, but I heard some MMA guys that say that they could beat up an orangutan. No, you can't. An orangutan? Get out of your fucking mind. I'm fighting the chicken. What are you going to fight? Hmm. Yeah, I don't get in cars very much. I don't have a car. <laughs> Um, but, but I guess I do get in. Does that include cars like to pick me up? Shit. Find a chicken. Every time you get in a car, that's like three or four a day. That's a lot of chickens to fight. Can you eat them? Hmm. <clears throat> so that's my question. If you could eat a chicken that talks or a cow that talks, would you rather stuff like that? But, um, that's going to be all for today. We're going to do another one Friday. Please let me know what you think. Get in the comments. And if you follow at the operator podcast on Instagram, you're never out of the fight.